Put a wetsuit on. Come on, come on, ladies and gents. Welcome to the football ramble. Fred got in a bit of Barney rubble and Giroud was magnifique. It's Thursday, 3rd of December. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Andy Russell. And I'm Pat Peterson. Hello, everybody. It's a thrilling Thursday right here on the Football Ramble. Who is Pat Peterson? Uh, Pat Patterson. He uh, died yesterday. One of the first, I think, the first Open League champion in wrestling. Really? Yeah. Oh, fascinating. Well, Less inspirational when you read other things about him, but <laughs> okay. <It's laughs> but he all, did die. It's yesterday. always informative mm. being in the company of Pete Donaldson. Indeed, it there is. Lot, there are a lot of Pat Pattersons in the sporting world, aren't there? Mm. West they? Indian cricketer. Uh huh. U.S. basketballer. I right. enjoy it though. I enjoy. A mother or father going, let's have some fun with this. <laughs> <laughs> Diggory Donaldson. Yeah, exactly. Diggory Donaldson. Oh, He's not ratified Do- by the Donaldson. I feel really sad all of a sudden that you're not called Donald Donaldson. Oh, I would love a middle name. I would love a middle name so I could be Donald Donald Donaldson. That'd be wonderful. That'd be fantastic. Oh, ladies and gentlemen. Well, uh, I'll tell you what was also fantastic, Peter. <laughs> was Olivier Giroud. Yeah. As if, I mean, look, I don't want to... We're going to talk about Chelsea. We're going to talk about Manchester United. Let's. Mm. I don't want to be cliched. I don't want to be, you know, just sort of be a, be a slave to the tropes. But two things. Is Giroud a bit underrated? And does he provide a bit more... <laughs> And is Ole Gunnar Solskjaer good enough for Manchester United? <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with Giroud for crying we out should, loud. We should sort of. I'm in the a... corner crying. <laughs> <laughs> we should use like kind of is it AR technology? Like kind of like uh, technology, uh, computing technology. Just cut up all rambles and just reassemble them in a yes. different manner. Uh-huh. Uh, just for you know. I think we're doing that just four for weeks the... of Christmas, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> good idea for a Christmas break. Yeah. Um, yes, truly glorious stuff from from Olivier uh, Giroud. I, I enjoyed it when he took the penalty and scored with a plum and Peter Drury on the comms just as the ball went and he went gloriously greedy <laughs> gloriously <laughs> greedy it was quite interesting I mean people on Twitter some were saying is it a perfect haul Peter yeah it's a perfect you've got hat-trick, perfect perfect hat trick and a penalty oh right yeah. just to I mean, top it yeah. off That's I, don't the, know, uh... I don't know other than one of his little scorpion flicks mm. what else was How there to do how do you mix do? that up even further yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. throwing goal yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah a goal that shouldn't have stood uh, although with VAR Andy that tends not to happen these days of course mm. but it was wonderful of course <laughs> Look, bottom line is Marcus he'll be back on the bench for Leeds yeah exactly <laughs> uh, do you know what they asked Frank Lampard and they said well is he, is he in contention now to start against Leeds and, and Lampard was like yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I'm gonna have to think about. That. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it, it was four goals, wasn't it? Yeah, politically. <laughs> Do you think this though? Been... <laughs> because th- this reminds me of when I did work experience at 90 Minutes Football Magazine. Does when it? I was You're right. This is exactly years. like this. Uh-huh. And um, <laughs> how is it this, like it, this, Andy? Well, this of course was the start of the the start of the 90s. Mm. This was like 92. Oh yeah. So um, oh. 90 Minutes, great football magazine, mm. really great uh-huh. football magazine. And um, I've got to, you know make the teas, mm-hmm. make a couple of phone calls to clubs because it was mm. the, the early summer about their friendly fixtures yeah. coming up and all the rest of it. Oh. One night, they all went out raving. Yeah. They didn't come back the next morning. Were they out with Ebenezer good? <laughs> and very, very, very possibly. I think they all went to see Bizarre Inc, actually. <laughs> Go on, remind Fantastic. me. And playing with knives. Playing with knives. Don't do that. Do, do, do. Yeah, that's not going to work. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. with you. I'm with you. And anyway, and because of that, I got to do a complete quiz, which was actually published yeah. in the magazine, even though I was only 15 years old. 
And that kickstarted so, so your career. So it's a it's a message to young work experience people: poison your colleagues, and, <laughs> and you will get to edit the magazine. Uh-huh. And, and that <laughs> was is, the real quiz, wasn't it, Andy? This, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> How's that this similar is, to Giroud getting four goals? Because he's in the, he's, basically, he's in the twi- well, Twilight might be a bit harsh. They're but having he... a uh, well, of course, there is the age thing, but basically, mm. and everything the fir- else. The first choices are having a day off, and so he steps in and overachieves. Right. Mm. I mean, he, he Olivier, again, Olivier has won the World Cup. Fifteen-year-old Andy Brassel hasn't got the accolades, the awards, the praise, the notoriety that that he has as the, the big assumption. <laughs> big assumption, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, indeed. But, it, I mean, he was he was absolutely phenomenal, wasn't he? he I mean, was. we, we, with, with Giroud, um, it was delightful, I think, Peter, with those... The first one was glorious. Mm. The second one was beautiful. The header was nonchalant. And even the penalty was, was he, tucked away. He forgot the match ball at the end. He had to go back for it, apparently. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Which should, is funny because did you see... You should see be handed him? the match ball, I think. Mm. You shouldn't be having to dig out your own match yeah. ball. Get the match ball. Give us a match ball. Did no, you see... I, I, on a plate. The, well, I know we'll come to the Manchester United game in a bit. Yeah. But Neymar trying to make off with the ball <laughs> at the end of that. And I, I don't know about... Make you, off with I, the ball. Yeah, like he like was like, Eric he painted he a little <laughs> lipstick on it. <laughs> oh, Wilson. 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 <laughs> Jonathan Wilson. <laughs> Sorry, I was having flashbacks there, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Neymar getting off with Jonathan Wilson. <laughs> Talk tactics to me. <laughs> Invert my pyramid. <laughs> Oh, Jonathan, if you're listening, I'm sure you enjoyed that. Mm. Um, yes. The uterus is kind of a pyramid. Unrelated. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going. No, no, no. <laughs> Again, it's always an informative time with Pink Donaldson. <laughs> I'm the PE teacher who's doing sex ed. <laughs> <laughs> the uterus is mainly a 442. Very much so. <laughs> Lads, stop vomiting. <laughs> right, we're going to keep... No, I'm, I'm not getting involved. <laughs> Don't get involved, Marcus. Oh, I was about to talk about three at the back and so on. No, yeah. come on. Come on. Right, where are we? Giroud. Yeah, great stuff, Andy. Well done, him. It's probably the last we'll see him starting this year. Well, it, like the, last night just seemed to be like a battle for the France starting berth, wasn't it? Really, between him yeah. and Martial. And Martial very much did not cover himself. Oh, I don't think Martial's <laughs> going to be... Uh... I've, I've noticed people have stopped calling him... Martial and just gone for Marshall now. Oh, maybe okay. because it's easier mm. uh, for English speakers, and maybe because they're simply comparing him to Ian Marshall, formerly of uh, Oldham I'm, Athletic. I'm or David Marshall. Or the TV show Martial Law from the 90s. There's all sorts of stuff in there, isn't <laughs> there? Maybe. Um, but it was brilliant from Chelsea. I mean, Andy, your beloved Sevilla have got a very good home record, of course, especially in European competition. Yeah, I don't know about Sevilla B, though. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I felt, felt sorry for Alfonso Fasto. Just drafted him, and just oh, five, five. even five minutes in, he's like, oh, this isn't going to go well, and it didn't. Yeah, I mean, that, that's that's quite. A, I suppose if you're going to build up to playing your first ever first team game as a 20 year old, mm. keeping goal in the Champions League against Chelsea, you'd rather not have lots of notice. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, right. I, I guess not. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. it, it's like, oh yeah, um, you know, the goalkeeper's broke a fingernail. Is you. Go on. <laughs> I think that'd be good. Maybe. Well, they last. He, he actually did okay, I thought. Yeah, he did no, all right. They did, yeah. Could have been five. It's um, a fun game. I mean, it obviously was. they're both through. There was very little on the line, so. Yeah. Fun. Fun, fun game. But I mean, I know what you're saying about, you know, Sevilla B and obviously they made a few changes. But, you know, so did Chelsea. Yeah, but yeah. I'm beaten in, in 14 home matches in all European competitions coming into the game. The last time they lost at home in Europe was in April 2018. So it's not the easiest places uh, to go. But here's another stat that will get Chelsea fans licking their lips. Chelsea have 
have won four consecutive UEFA Champions League matches for the first time since 2011-12 campaign when they went on to win the competition. Oh. Omens. Omens indeed. Glenn, Omens. Glenn all, all they need to do is fire Frank Lampard what? in uh, February uh. and <laughs> replace him with, I'm trying to think of a random Chelsea player from the past, David Luiz? John Terry? Mm. Yeah, maybe not, eh? Roberto Nigel Di Matteo. Spackman. Get Di Matteo in. He knows how to... Nigel Spackman. <laughs> nice to hear his name. Mm. Um, Hoddle, Glenn Hoddle, there's another one. Uh, he believes that Chelsea are above Barcelona and Real Madrid in the Champions League this season. I mean, Chelsea are going well. I don't, I don't think that's an unreasonable point of view. By no. Any stretch of the imagination. Exactly. I mean, we've, we've talked about it on here before and what Chelsea have and what we've seen with the sort of depth last night, I think is very impressive. But also the fact that if any team that can defend pop- properly and has attacking options, is going to have a great chance in the Champions League. And mm. that, that is them. They seem to have found that stability at the back. And if that proves not to be a flash in the pan, but part of who this Chelsea team is, mm-hmm. um, that's going to be the big step forward for them. Havertz is going to get better. Werner's going to get better. Mm-hmm. Although he's, he's, he's playing well already, maybe not quite as many goals as he, he would have wanted so far. So I, I've never thought it was unreasonable to call well, Chelsea a contender. I mean, if you look at some of the games in, in this group, yeah. Without playing spectacularly well, they've won with comfort. But look how Chelsea occasions. have improved so much this season. Mm. Considering what they were at the start, leaking goals. I made this point. People are going to get bored of me sort of going on about it. But they, they, they've tightened up defensively. But look at them in the Champions League as well. How things have improved as well. The whole, the whole, yeah. the, you know, they, they, they've been impressive. You would have to say. I mean, I think it would be, you know, unlikely for them to perhaps go on and win it. You know, just considering the competition. I, I, don't, I don't think you can. But then, but then maybe I'm, maybe I'm sort of. Yeah, maybe I'm sort of you know slightly stars in their eyes because as Hoddle says, you know, Barcelona and Real Madrid are not in great shakes. I mean, obviously, you know, you got the like. Well, one of them might not get through to the last sixteen. Yeah, right enough. Yeah. So, so, so there we are. Well, a very, very uh, positive for Chelsea indeed. Mm. One has to say. And the real plus is is no longer known as the West Brom away strip anymore. <laughs> right. Okay. Yes. <laughs> well, no, but West Brom away is. Um, green and yellow. No, I mean the strip that Chelsea were wearing last night is no longer. Tarnished with the one they wore at West Brom away. <laughs> I see what you mean? Yeah, yeah. I no, they don't have to bin it like you know United at Southampton yeah. or whatever. <laughs> but then, but West Brom away obviously was a bit of a disaster. But they did come back and show a bit of character to get three all. Mm, yeah, mm. I suppose. Okay. Um, well, what about <laughs> Manchester United? Then they lost at home to Paris Saint Germain. It wasn't ideal, of course. They just need a point to Manchester United. The job is still the same uh, because of uh, RB Leipzig's very late winner in Istanbul. I mean, it is. It's, it's, it's an interesting situation in this group because Manchester United, they beat RB Leipzig very handedly at home. They beat Paris Saint-Germain away. They obviously beat Istanbul Basic. You've know, got nine points and you think to yourself, oh, okay, they should be all right. They would now, have taken that at the start well, yeah. when they saw the group. Well, like, yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. Well, now you're point. kind of, yeah, now they're going into it thinking, <laughs> hang on a bleed minute, we could go out with nine points, yeah. which would be quite something. I mean, that away loss in Istanbul Basic here just looks like very, very frustrating. But, but then you look at like those the, the goals that Rashford scored against Leipzig, like probably just as yeah. important to that particular narrative, I mm-hmm. would say. Yeah, well, I mean, he, he, got, he got his traditional goal against PSG, didn't he? <laughs> not not <laughs> his best one against PSG, but he certainly scored. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, well, I mean, Tuchel said, didn't they, they value Rashford very much when he plays in England and not Park de, Fran- uh, Park de Prince, uh, honestly, because him scoring against us gets a little bit annoying. He sounds like, <laughs> um, sounds a bit like uh, Jimmy White after, uh, what's his name? Stephen, Stephen Hendry beat him in the World Snooker Championship, you know. Mm. This is outside my frame of reference, Mark. Oh, so when, when he's same. Uh, when he beat him, uh, you know, a few few times in the final, right. and then and then they said to to Jimmy White, who never never won the world championship ever, and they mm. said to him, "Oh, he um, 
Jimmy, how are you doing? You must be a bit disappointed. And he just went, oh, I'm not annoyed at all. <laughs> like that. And then, and then and then, like a couple of years later, they faced each other in the final like six times or whatever. And, and Hendry beat him every time. And I think in like the sixth one, they said, Jimmy, how do you feel? And he went, he's beginning to annoy me now. <laughs> it's one of the great sort of post-match like interviews. It. Very good. Um, yeah. Uh, so one for the snooker fans there. But um, but Neymar, uh, Andy, he, um, he said, I didn't come to a PSG to play in the Europa League. And that performance certainly backed that up. I came to grab testicles. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I came to steal a ball when I haven't scored a hat trick. <laughs> it's, it's funny. Neymar irritates a, a lot of people for a lot of reasons, and some of them quite spurious ones, but mm. trying to walk off with a match ball when you've only scored twice. Anyway, mm. um, it was an excellent performance from him. Really, really good. And we'll go into the Paris Saint-Germain side of it more on OTC later, I, I think. But um, I think the thing that really struck me is the way that Tuchel coached his team really well. Mm -hmm. A very under-pressure coach in his case, because if they'd have lost, I think you make an argument that, that Tuchel's gone. Mm -hmm. um, but he coached the team very well in the second half. And I don't want to turn this into a Ole Gunnar Solskjaer thing again, but he didn't really do anything. The initial pick was was pretty good. I mean, obviously I'm really mainly focusing on on Fred and how he, how he didn't do one, anything though. about that this. game could have I mean you think of the chances Manchester United missed no, no but hang on hang on hang uh, on he had plenty of opportunities Fred could have got like five bookings yeah mm -hmm. he stamped on his foot like five seconds after but you know the think, actual... yeah but after he didn't get sent off after that headbutt do you think Solskjaer thought he's invisible like this <laughs> I, should, I should keep him on you know like if he doesn't get sent off for that he's never he can do what he wants today but ima imagine it like you know for a fact that a referee is in is in the changing room just 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 looking at that over mm -hmm. and over again going yeah I think I'm, that may have been a little bit too lenient yeah. it's an orange card it's, for me well, it's, it's either not a decision or it's or it's a red card yeah. I mean wh where's the yellow coming you, from you, yeah, I know you say that but Daniele Osato looks very very sure of himself yeah okay I, 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 yeah. I don't think he is thinking that <laughs> I, I think he's looking at the replay thinking my hair looks magnificent <laughs> well I think I think that is sort of personified in the, in the yellow card everyone's saying well you've got to make a decision no I can do it I want yellow <laughs> but, it's rare, but it's rare I think with, with Solskjaer not bringing Fred off at half time which seemed to be the sensible thing to do it's rare that football is that uh, kind of objective, just sort of going, well, he has to bring him off because he's on it. He's on a booking. If you were going to suggest any kind of uh, lack of professionalism from the referee, he'd probably want to mm -hmm. uh, level things up a little bit. I'm not saying the referee would ever do that, mm -hmm. but I'm just saying, you know, that, that conscious part of your brain that goes, I may have effed up before, so I may so un-eff this situation. Did you think it was a second yellow for the foul? I, I, uh, no, no, I don't think it was. I, I, so think, he, I think, I think, uh, I think Fred could have had, could have gone earlier for, uh -huh. for this. But, but you're giving, you're giving the referee carte blanche to, to, to do that by having him uh, on the field. I think the reason why he didn't bring on uh, Matic uh, uh, at that point was because I think Fred and McTominay uh, had a bit of trouble with the pace of PSG mm -hmm. in their positions, and I don't think he necessarily uh, trusts uh, Van der Beek, Van der Beek, doing any kind of defensive job at all, mm -hmm. uh, and 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 so. I think he wasn't going to get a quick, pacey player um, from, from performance from Matic, and I think that that's why he didn't bring uh, him on uh, instead instead of uh, Fred. So, I think his hand was forced a little bit, but he needed to make that decision at half time for me. And there was a lot of good that Manchester United did mm. in this game. I think mm. we have to say that in the bit between <coughs> Rashford's equaliser, mm -hmm. which is quite against the run of play, 
and Marquinhos goal for Paris Saint-Germain, which is also quite against the run mm-hmm. of play. They should have been two. Y- United with a better team in, in the bit in between. Mm. Um, Rashford oh, Cavani's cheap, had a terrific... Oh, it's beautiful. Such a shame he didn't why, go in. Why did, they, why did he bring him off at, like near the end when you're looking for a goal? Well, you're going to miss those chances. Have you put Maguire up? Like, Maguire <laughs> went on a few... Few uh, kind of like sorties, and it's just I, yeah, I just it's, couldn't stand it. It's, like... it's absolutely unreal, and I, I think if you look at Cavani, he's one of the players, and people talk about the adaptation to the Premier League and all that sort of stuff. He's in one of the, one of the players who, in elite European football, is in one of the best positions mm. because he's not been playing continuously for a year and a half. <laughs> you know, if you think the French league was truncated yeah. in March. He obviously had this very messy divorce from Paris Saint-Germain. So unlike Thiago Silva, for example, he didn't play the end bit of the season. So he's had a massive preseason. Mm-hmm. Of course, a lot of that preseason, as I mentioned on BT last night, was spent in Uruguay sort of riding horseback and chopping wood and stuff. Best kind Look, of preseason, some, say, would, some would say. It's like Rocky, Rocky Four. Which one is it? <laughs> but, you know, Cavani's someone who can run all day. Mm-hmm. And has got a fair bit in the tank. Yeah. So I, I, I agree with Peter. Yeah, we all agree with Peter. Not on some of the earlier comments, but uh, that one. <laughs> we agree with Pete on all of the comments. Yeah, well, Manchester United, they need to go to uh, Leipzig, of course, and get a point there. They're but, not having a nice time, Leipzig. In, in, in yeah, I'll tell you what, they just, they just got the result, didn't they, against mm. the Istanbul Basic <laughs> Um But I think this is tricky for Manchester United. Mm, yeah, it it, this, this game. It, it is w- tricky, but I mean, again, as Pete says, I understand the frustration, but I mean, they have been beaten by Paris Saint-Germain. Sometimes you can forget, you know, Mbappe, Neymar, you know, some of the players they mm. have, Marquinhos, and they made the final last season. To go into the last game uh, in 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 that uh, in that table, just needing a point. Yes, it's a tricky place to go, but it's not a terrible situation. They're still very much alive. If if, if Solskjaer gets them through this test and they go through and they get their ten million, yeah, and then they go out, I he will still keep his job. But I think if they fall at this hurdle, I think they may they, they may make a change. Really, I'm saying it. I'm bloody saying it. Yeah, but then they would go down to the Europa League and they had more mm. chance of winning that. I know they won it fairly recently. That's what. I, that's my argument would have been. for If I was Thomas Tuchel, I'd say, look, okay, we were close to the Champions League. I can win you the Europa League. I've done you a yeah, favour here. That, that, that would really work in Paris, that <laughs> argument. I wish you every luck with that. Of course, the other thing that, that Neymar said, as, as well as I didn't come to Paris Saint-Germain to play in the Europa League, mm-hmm. is I want to play with Messi next season, come what may. Is that what he said? Yeah. Come it, what may. He didn't say where. He didn't say... Me at his place or him at oh, my place. What said intrigue. We have to make it happen, is what he said. <laughs> is that right? Who's mm. we? It's all about Fit. Neymar's dad, Neymar Senior. It's what Neymar Senior fancies, and that's what mm. happens, Andy. Yeah. Um, uh, we should give a little nod uh, to Stephanie Frappard, the um, the first female referee to, to referee a men's Champions League mm. game last yeah. night. Juventus 3, Dynamo Kiev 0. Excellent stuff. Um, and uh, we all witnessed in that game Ronaldo scoring his 750th career goal. He he did everything not to put that in. He was like, that's not going to be my 750th. Because he will have known. <laughs> he will have known that that was going to be shared you know, far and wide. Uh-huh. And it was a yeah, stinking little <laughs> fifi tapping. Exactly. I'm had not, to be made. That's I'm, the worst thing. I'm not looking at a gold framed copy of that in my <laughs> dining room stroke builder's <laughs> toilet. <laughs> For the rest of my days. Yeah. I, I mean, don't worry about it, Cristiano. By the, you've got so many goals in your, on your highlights DVD. Yeah. By the time you get to there, no one's going to get to the end of it. Exactly. It's, it's like going to um, a Christmas when, you, when, I, when I go up north and try and catch a Newcastle game. And, and in some pub, in most pub, in, in some pubs, uh, they'll, at about 10 o'clock, the, the, the Alan Shearer, 250-odd goals, will go on the, it's go really on the, go on the lovely, DVD. Lovely, lovely. And you're like, oh, it's just not. And, and, and just everyone in the pub is just looking. <laughs> 
but you never get to the end of it. Yeah. Because you've drunk by the time there's so many goals. I thought you were going to say, like, there would be someone in a pub in Turin. When they get to 750, they go, that one's shite. <laughs> Rubbish. Yeah, if you want to get Shola to the end of it, put that in. Do Shola's goals. Yes. To get to the end of that. Yeah. Do you think, yeah, I know what you mean with the 750th, he'd probably want uh, something a bit better. Although he'll probably get to a, a thousand, even though he's a long <laughs> way away. But you know what Ronaldo's like. Yeah. See, he doesn't need to count goals in his back garden, does he? No, he doesn't. No, he does True. not. Um, yeah, indeed, Andy, indeed. Um, now, here's a little transfer rumour that Arsenal fans will bloody relish. Um, Barcelona. Uh, are, are in the lookout for, for a centre-half. Gerard Piquet is, is apparently out until March. That's, his, uh, that's the suggested uh, return time for him. So Koeman needs cover. He needs mm. cover in that position. Uh, Antonio Rudiger has been, been mooted as well. So, Arsenal fans, has Shodran Mustafi. Now, I know what you're thinking. How on earth is that about to... How, how has that come about? Well, don't question that. Just make mm. sure it happens. Okay? That's, <laughs> it's unbelievable. Like, what, I mean, this is, of course, if they fail to sign Eric Garcia, Barcelona, but I've, 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 surely they're aware of what's been going on. If you don't watch the Premier League, mm. I think there's, there's definitely I think justification for this. Because Mustafi, when he was in Valencia, mm. was brilliant. I mean, the main thing, I think, is when, when I think of... Mustafi, I think of Nicolas Otamendi as well. Mm. Because the year that they played together in Valencia, mm -hmm. they were the best defensive partnership in La Liga. And that will sound extraordinary now. It, yeah. it, it sounds like yeah. a very dated thing. Oh, well, they signed I, it for big money for a reason. I, th I think they're a bit like Mustafi and Otamendi need to come back to each other. It feels like we're sort of three quarters of the way through mm -hmm. normal people. You know normal people? Yeah, I'm, I'm one of them. Yeah, the, the 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 Irish couple who need to come back together. Okay, I think they need to come back together because Otamendi, since he's arrived at Benfica, has had really like the worst opening that I can remember mm -hmm. any player having at a big club for a very long time. He's been absolutely terrible. He Jonathan, made a, Jonathan Woodgate. He made another. No, this has lasted games. Oh yeah. right. So um, Otamendi made another mistake that led to a goal for Benfica on Monday night at Maritimo. They came back and won that game. But he put a, an apology on social media afterwards. He said, the two words I'm looking for mm -hmm. um, are uh, sorry and thank you. Sorry to the fans and uh, thank you for, uh, for my teammates for uh, supporting me through this this poor opening spell. And of course, the first 20 comments of that from very understanding Benfica fans were going, you used to pay for Porto, mate. You're a plant. But didn't um, <clears throat> didn't that, that that didn't Barca kind of balk at you know look at when when they were trying to buy um, Eric Garcia they they balked at like nine million ten mm, million something yeah. what what are they gonna I mean Mustafi was like thirty five thirty six million or something what, like, what do you what think do you Arsenal would sell him for now though Well, I mean about well. Would it be less? Would it be less than nine million? Probably not. I mean, no, no, the... maybe, maybe not. I mean, the thing is, obviously, they're still looking to sign would Memphis be, Depay would it as well. Be the airfare. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in, in either case, like Barcelona, Pete's right, are, are, are totally hamstrung at the moment. A lot has got to change between now and January if they're going to sign anyone yeah. who's not on a free, yeah. who's not paying subs, mm. essentially. Mm. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you like that kind of European chat from Andy Brassel, then of course expect plenty more of that and some Champions League chat on today's On the Continent over on Football Ramble Presents. Hey, Andy. 
Yes, that's right. No need to pay subs to listen, of course, completely free. <laughs> uh, we'll be talking about the, the group that won't die in the Champions League, a bit more on uh, Paris Saint-Germain and that tricky group for Manchester United. And David Cartledge is joining me in Dotton as well. We'll be talking uh, um, about uh, Manuel Pellegrini's mm-hmm. Real Betis. Beautiful. Love that. Good old Pellas. All right, ladies and gentlemen, see you in a moment. Xavi, can you pass it one touch? Then why don't you do it? Mason! Mason! Haunting. Terry Henry. Terry <laughs> well, Henry. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. If you'd like to email us, it's show at footballramble.com or tweet us at footballramble. Or you can just listen to this. Just email show at footballramble.com Right now, show Peter or Vish or Kate or Jules or Jim or Andy Luke. All my kids can read it out. Well done. I've got an email here from Jake Nielsen who says, Is it just me or does Pete's email jingles sound a lot like Stop Crying Your Heart Out by Oasis? I think the piano chords are quite similar or while Pete belts out an intense Liam Gallagher-esque sneer. Well done. I should have delivered it like that, shouldn't I? I think for anyone talking about suggesting that someone's ripping off Oasis. <laughs> it's a bit rich, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it is a little. It's a bit bloody rich. But, but I've always thought Oasis really could have extended their career if they'd have gone full LA hair rock. Think. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Liam, Noel, get the band back together. <laughs> well, they sort of flirted with glam. They sort of did a bit, did a couple of uh, Slade covers, didn't they? Yeah, they did. did. So, you yeah. stay away from this speller. <laughs> I, I don't want to hear what you've got to say. Let's get it. Oasis wrong so Marcus just <laughs> fills with anger. <laughs> I, oh. I think Liam and Noel should break bread and then get into some recording <laughs> studio on the Sunset Strip and do a cover of Shout of the Devil. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Love it. Absolutely love it. Pour some sugar on me. There you go. <laughs> uh, this is one from Stephen Houghton. Thank you, Stephen. Uh, I'm glad everyone has fond memories of their hero dads pulling out all the stops. My footballing memory of my dad is me playing under 14 and not having a lino for the game, so my heroic dad stepped up. The referee had to stop the game twice as my dad had run three quarters of the line and didn't stop at the halfway point. <laughs> <laughs> twice. The amount of stick I got for weeks later was horrific, but looking back, I love the old fool even more for it. <laughs> He's not been a linesman since. Daddy Outen. Love Lovely, that. Yeah. I've got nice a lot one. of time for that. That's adorable. Uh, Lee Rooney says, Hi, guys. Not really emailed in much before. <clears throat> I like to sort of allow you guys to do your emails. And then as soon as I start to talk, my voice goes, Rah. I don't understand. Not really emailed in. What, did you send it and it came back? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Lee says, uh, You might like a view from a lower league fan who went to the first game. Thanks to an early kickoff with fans back at it in England last night. It happened. <laughs> I was excited by the prospect. As someone who has uh, moved over 130 miles away from my hometown to Liverpool, my football club, Carlisle United, is one of the things that keeps me connected with home. As a season ticket holder, this last year has been tough. Having to watch more games from uh, home on the iFollow service has at least given us some connection, but it really isn't the same. It's not just about the football. That is just a small part of the whole match day. It's meeting up with friends you haven't seen in ages, the pre-match chippy, the pints, the sight of the floodlights as you walk down Warwick Road to Brunton Park. Yes, 
We still can't do some of the things uh, yet, some of those things yet, but it was honestly such a brilliant feeling to be back in my usual spot on the terraces, chatting with my mates, seeing my brother in person for the first time in months. Having that taken away from my routine has been a bit of a drain mentally, but I know for others whose whole social life is based around going to the games, it must have been even worse. From speaking to a few of them last night, it was clear just how much it meant to them to be at the game. Carlisle were fantastic. They should have won more comfortably against a poor Salford side, but the result really didn't matter. I really hope this isn't another false start and that fans can be back at even more games as soon as possible. Football clubs are much more than just the 90 minutes on the pitch. I should also add massive credit to the people who run our club. They've had stick from fans in the past, but they've done a brilliant job throughout the pandemic and everyone worked like clockwork last night. Mr. Rooney, that well was done. fantastic. Excellent. Lee Rooney, love that, Lee. Stuff. And, it, and, and Carlisle, one of those clubs that I've got a real affection for, mainly because people from Carlisle kind of sound a bit like people from Teesside. <laughs> and they have the same kind of uh, vernacular as well, which mm-hmm. is very interesting. Yeah, marvellous. Well, yeah, of course, the, yeah, mm. well, excellent work, uh, Lee Rooney. Well, yeah, the, the championship had fans back as well, of course. Um, so it was good to see you yeah. there, getting there, slowly but surely. Um, Luton Town, uh, they won at Kenilworth Road for the first time in two months, beating league leaders Norwich. Well, Nathan, yeah, Nathan Jones coming back to the club. It's the first time he's actually managed in front of any fans. Yeah. <laughs> it's from the home it? dugout. Yeah, That's amazing. amazing. <laughs> I know, right? It's all to play for in the championship, as it always is. Mm. As it always is, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah, four of the, the, the top seven played, but none of them won. So it was an interesting uh, night in the, in the championship. Um, Charlton, uh, they were at home. Uh, they lost to... Uh, MK Dons Andy, which is a great show. Um, now there was a bit of. Uh, I don't think the club's called MK Dons Andy. <laughs> I would object to like. that. <laughs> I'm sure you would. Um, well, at Charlton last night, that some of the reports said that the the, the atmosphere with I think there was two thousand fans in there, the yeah. twenty seven thousand capacity. It seemed a bit pantomime. Every mm. time Charlton seemed to do something good, or a referee gave them a decision their way, they're all whee and having yeah. a good time. And every time MK Dons came forward, they were booing and so on. So it's just a series of basically dropping trays in the lunch hall. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. I think people have just forgotten how to support football teams. So yeah. they're just, it's like being at the panto. They're loving it. Lee Bowie wasn't so sure though. He said. It was very quiet, except some negative shouting. Sometimes the players need a bit of help. It wasn't what I expected because they don't stop singing normally. <laughs> and I thought, come on, Lee. Interesting use of the word normally in this situation. Mm. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I, th- I think the other thing is what people are maybe going to find out in the, the next little while. Yeah. When you do have a small crowd, those quite personal chant, uh, shouts that are individual shouts from individual people... Mm-hmm that are made at players are something you can actually hear mm-hmm. in a crowd that small. That's something that in non-league people are used to all the time. But it was mm-hmm. something that was pointed out. If, if you go back to um, the, the the derby between um, Cologne and Mönchengladbach like a couple of months ago where there were 300 people in mm. who were decided on upon on the morning of the match. Um, Marcus Turam does that thing when Gladbach win a game. He takes one of his teammates' shirts and he puts it on the corner flag, sort of mm. Tino Espria style, mm. and waves it like a big flag in, in front of the fans. Mm. And so he did that in front of the empty away end. <laughs> and you could quite audibly hear these people going, fuck off, do it at your own ground, <laughs> shove off. <laughs> and, uh, of course, normally you would just hear a yeah. murmur because it's such a big crowd, yeah. but you could... Yeah. I don't agree with this. There's, I love it. There's an amazing clip on one of uh, Danny Baker's old videos, like Danny Baker's mm. fabulous world of freak football, it was called. 
and it's a lower league game and a guy, it's a televised game, a guy's about to take a free kick in his own half and he's just taking a little while and you hear as clear as a bell, get on with it, you tosser. And they scored from that resulting kick. Um, but yeah, there was another interesting quote from, from uh, somebody down at Charlton saying, I miss my Saturdays. To me, people do drugs. People do drink. This is my drug. You know what I mean? I like it. Look. I like that. To me, people do drink. No, they do. People do drink. Okay. That's, yeah. Anybody but, got any gold gold tickets? <laughs> Lovely. Got any hot chocolate? They certainly did. Apparently at Charlton, all the fans were given a free hot chocolate by one of the sponsors when they arrived. I endorse that. You do indeed. Nothing better on a cold day. Yes. Well, I think it was to help people not go and, you know, make teas with sugar of milk and put in their uh, little grubby fingers everywhere. So uh, it was a wise decision really in the in the current climate you would you would certainly suggest Andy Wimbledon got their first victory at Plough Lane yeah baby come on eh yeah that's quite exciting against high flying Peterborough United not as well. too bad not it's quite too good uh, I was I would like to think I had a, ever such a small hand in this uh, mm. glorious victory a tiny hand um, I was uh, no not a tiny hand I'm not Donald Trump <laughs> <laughs> I, I was um, a dirty little hand <laughs> A loathsome hand. How is your grubby little mitt on anywhere near this victory? <laughs> I was at the stadium earlier. I was at Plough Lane earlier mm. in the day um, mm. uh, recording um, something, uh, part of a documentary. And um, I, w- I was asked as part of documentary mm-hmm. to go up to cardboard cut out me yeah. and come face to face with cardboard cut out me. And I've mm-hmm. got my cardboard cut out family there. <laughs> As well, and it turned I've out. Got my so have I under Bowls <laughs> <laughs> for justice. Oh, yeah, where are they these days? <laughs> and, and so there we were. But I noticed that there was me, my wife, and my eldest son. Mm. Then a random teenager. Oh yeah, between the three of us and my youngest son. So you, I thought, did right, you move them? I did. Yes, <laughs> I shifted my youngest son back with us where he belongs. Yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> The trick. Couple Did of hours. Cu- trick. Couple of hours later, Wimbledon won. I heard. I heard that teenager's a big fan of yours, Andy, and he was like, "I just want to." Some way, oh, you've, uh, you've stamped. Like, Did he look like Pete Donaldson? Very much. That was so. his make a wish, Andy. Unbelievable. <laughs> Terrible man. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> what have you done? Oh, it just goes from naughty to downright awful. Yeah, but it was a good win anyway, Andy. Mm. Good win anyway. Oh, dearie me. Right, Petey. Over to you, sir. It's time for this. I prefer to kill him. It's time for another uh, episode, the second <laughs> inaugural edition of Portmantonio Conte. The game is called Portmantonio Conte, and the rules are simple. I've got two clues uh, pertaining to two footballers whose names have been joined together. You guys, and I'm entering Marcus into the fray as well. Uh-huh. You're, you're, you're getting involved as well. You just need to guess who they are. I'm going to give you an example. I did the same one uh, last week. Philippe Alberti Vokes. And also Hyung Min, Sonny Pike. Mm. So they fit together nicely. All right? Yes. Two players become one. Are you guys ready to play? Can we work together or are we against each other? No, you're against each other. Oh, that's annoying. Just, just shout it out as soon as you know. All right? Team up with right. <laughs> I want to be like that cardboard cat out teenager. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not going to repeat the clues. I'm not going to give you further clues. Uh-huh. You're on notice, Marcus Bella. You're a terrible fact of going for glory last season. Uh, your time starts as soon as I finish talking. And when you hear Kevin De Bruyne, uh, your time is de over. All right? Are you clear? Yes. Okie dokie. Right. 
I was born in Mozambique and am one of Benfica's greatest players. The secret to my success as a striker was a fish shopper and a can of iron brew. I turned out regularly for Burnley reserves while managing them. Start the clock. Uh... I don't know the rules anymore. Oh, you guys missed it's, out. You say B.O. in coil. It is, but you missed out. No, I was oh, too late. I had to wait for oh, it. You've it was too give late. Him that. You've it was too him late. That. Oh, sorry. I misunderstood. I thought I had to wait for it to. Oh, never mind, Marcus. I thought I got that. I, You got it? Yeah. So you'll be ready for next week's edition. Indeed, All I right. will. Okay. There we go. All there right. we go. You, well done. You can say B.O. in coil. Can I have one request that you play the jingle again? This one? Mm. Oh, hang on. I prefer to kill him. It's brilliant. I prefer to kill him. <laughs> Hello, Antonio Conte here. <laughs> I'm here to kill you. <laughs> oh, dear. Gentlemen, let's finish the show with a little bit of news that uh, Thierry is going to be on the telly. Thierry Henry is going to star as himself and work as an executive producer on, on the show Day Ones. The story will follow the trials and tribulations of young footballing prodigy Desmond King as he learns how to cope with his growing stature within the game. Oh, wow. Is this... <laughs> what do we think of this? <laughs> what do Montreal Impact fans think of this? Because he's still in charge there, isn't he, Andy? Yes, he is. You can do both. What, is he just ploughing a bit? Is, is he producing? Is he uh, execing? What, what's going on? He's, he's exec producing. But yeah, he's I mean, that's just, putting them, that's just finding the no, money, No, apparently he's going to be involved. It right. says he'll star as All himself. Right. Now, if it's a cameo, fair enough. Everything's green screen nowadays, Marcus. They can mm-hmm. do that in any lot. That's true. In Montreal. <laughs> as long as we're not seeing his like IKEA furniture behind him, <laughs> and it is a genuine green screen. Uh, yeah. We don't want him... Dialing it in from home, do we? <laughs> I mean, I, I guess the gold st- standard for this is Dwayne Johnson in Ballers. Mm, that's that's nice. fun. Yeah, that's yeah. fun. But I don't think there's any suggestion that Thierry is going to reach that sort of level. No, I mean, Dwayne I, let's is just a great actor. Who is The Rock? Oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah, mm. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure about this. Well, let's let's put together the evidence. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think of Thierry Henry in the in the Renault adverts, mm-hmm. quite good. Yeah, what do we yeah. say? But he's playing him I mean, again. But he's playing himself much like I guess Dwayne Johnson was also kind of playing a version. No, of but, himself, I mean, so. but he's going to be playing himself in this, so he's okay. I think. Oh, maybe right, he's going okay. to be okay then. Yeah. But is it going to be a Alan Shearer in goal situation where no. it's just a bit kind of no? Shearer's going to be a bit wooden, isn't he? <laughs> Shearer's going to be wooden. Yeah, I can imagine on Henri being a little better. Do you really? know, with that Renault advert, I got me thinking. You know, in the current climate, why aren't the good people? Why is he not advertising Zaza Zoom? <laughs> <laughs> Antonio Conte, Botlanto thing. You <laughs> <laughs> want to kill him? Oh, there we are, ladies and gentlemen. Well, what a what a fabulous, thrilling Thursday mm. it's been. Um, a theatrical Thursday, if you will. Uh, on tomorrow's show, I am back with Luke and Jim. Mm. It's going to be a fabulous one, I think, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but until then, thank you very much, Andy Brassel. Thank you so much. Thank you, Pete Donald. Ta-ta. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. See you tomorrow. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network.